marks on his body that he had lost track of where the scars and wounds were received. He took up the stylus and considered the wounds as badges of honor. The light flickered in his little lamp, growing dimmer by the minute. He smiled and continued writing, To Timothy, my dear son, I bid you grace, peace, and mercy from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. "'Grace, peace, and mercy?' sneered a voice. "'Is that really what he wrote, Beziel? How utterly ironic!' they laughed. "'If this is how the Most High pays off his greatest apostle, then what hope have any of them?' asked another. First he takes his freedom, then he takes his head.' "'Nero will make quick work of them all,' agreed the other. The angel watching vigil over Paul remained steadfast, but alert to the dark spirits who had been sent to harass Paul's mind in his last days on earth. The angel watching Paul scratching away had been assigned to him from the very start, even before his conversion to the Lord's side. And now, having followed Paul throughout his marvelous ministry around the Roman world, he would stand with him to his last breath at the end of a Roman blade. "'You there, Saris,' said one of the spirits to Paul's guardian. "'Looks as if your assignment is nearly ended. "'How unfortunate that it ends so bloodily.' "'The demon looked at Paul with venom and added, "'And not soon enough.' "'Saris ignored the two dark figures. "'We shall report back to our master that Paul is writing his final letter,' "'said Garrus, a spirit of despair who had been assigned to vex Paul's mind.' Once this man is gone, along with Peter and the rest of them, the whole movement will lose its way. That is the way of humans. Humans, yes, Saris said, unable to let the challenge go unanswered. But that is not the way of the Most High. Yes, well, it is humans who are left to carry on the miserable work, Garrus snorted. "'As soon as the leaders and the others who knew Jesus are gone, "'the movement will disappear like all things human.' Saris ignored them. "'Let's leave him to his wretched thoughts,' Beziel said. "'It won't be long until all that is left of him is a few pitiful letters.' Garrus and Beziel laughed and vanished. Saris turned back to Paul, who continued to write. After a moment or two, Paul sat back and closed his eyes. They burned.' His eyes had been a source of discomfort for years now, affecting not only his sight, but his writing. He scrawled more often than wrote. He set the stylus down again and moved to his cot. Saris placed a hand upon the apostle's shoulder. Paul looked up, thanking the Lord for his peace. Lying down on the lice-ridden mattress, which consisted of straw stuffed in a very thin cloth, Paul tried to relax for a few minutes. But even as he contemplated what he might say in this farewell to Timothy, he couldn't help but think of the incredible events that had led him to this very moment. His mind drifted back some thirty-five years and began to replay those early days, days of which he was not proud, but days that set him on an unalterable collision course with the greatest destiny, one he never could have imagined. Who would have thought that Saul of Tarsus would one day appear before the emperor himself as Paul, apostle of God. The sounds of other prisoners echoed through the damp air. Some men cried aloud, some cursed, some spoke as if they were out of their mind, 
but mostly the sounds that reverberated were of men shuffling around in their cells, chains rattling, as they contemplated their final days on earth. Paul looked up at the opening in the ceiling, a small window in the floor above through which his food and certain communication was passed. He could hear his keeper shuffling on the floor above him, speaking to someone in muffled conversation. Paul had learned long ago that his happiness was not a matter of circumstances, that true strength lies in the ability to rejoice in the Lord in all things. In fact, he had written to the church at Philippi that this was the secret he had learned from the Lord about remaining content. He laughed to himself as he thought about the Philippians and the letter he had written to them. That was another letter he had written while imprisoned. Paul, you have a visitor, called out the familiar voice of Camius, the jailer. Paul looked up to see the face of the only man who remained loyalty.